hearts of all people, both near and afar. Christmas everywhere. Feel the love of the season wherever you are. On the small country roads lined with green mistletoe. Big city streets where a thousand lights glow. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing. Let every bell ring. The story of hope and joy and peace. And let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let anger and fear and hate disappear. Let there be love that lasts through the year. And let it be Christmas, Christmas everywhere. Let it be Christmas everywhere. With the gold and the silver, the green and the red. Christmas everywhere. In the smiles of all children asleep in their beds. In the eyes of young babies, their first fall snow. Elderly's memories that never grow old. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing. Let every bell ring. The story of hope and joy and peace. And let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let anger and fear and hate disappear. Let there be love that lasts through the year. And let it be Christmas, Christmas everywhere. Songs that we sing and the gifts that we bring Christmas everywhere In what this day means and what we believe From the sandy white beaches where blue water rolls Snow-covered mountains and valleys below Let it be Christmas everywhere Let heavenly music fill the air Let every heart sing, let every bell Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Hello, 
I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. That was 81 years ago today when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court. Kevin Slayton with you on KevinSlaytonShow.com. It is a somber anniversary, but one that we should always remember because of our vulnerability and how it was attacked on that day. We we face the same vulnerabilities today, not only from the enemy's exterior to the United States, but inside the United States. Even worse. And it got worse last night with Herschel Walker's defeat in Georgia, although I wouldn't really say worse. Who didn't expect that? That wasn't shocking. I was somewhat surprised at how close it was, actually. And we're going to get into that as we go along, but let's all remember what this day is all about. And a tip of the cap to all the brave men and women who died at Pearl Harbor that day the most gutless attack probably in the history of warfare. But that's how the Japanese were. And they paid a price for it. Ask Harry Truman. Ask the Manhattan Project people who quietly, very quietly built the atomic bomb. Today, no nation fears us. No nation fears retribution from us. They can do or say as they please and we'll sit back like the cowards that we've become. And we'll do nothing. Oh, we'll, we might shake the, the, the saber at him, rattle it a little bit, and tell him they're being bad boys like Biden does to Putin, and Putin doesn't give a rip. Neither do the Chinese. So it was the Japanese 81 years ago today. It could be the Chinese tomorrow. But it's coming. You don't have to be a soothsayer to understand that. It is most definitely coming. They may destroy us without even firing a shot. That's how clueless this country has become. But we are exactly that. Biden was in Phoenix yesterday, 
Phoenix, Arizona, that last time I checked was a border state being overrun by illegals. Did he visit the border? Well, we'll give you the details on that as we go along. He was there to tout nanochips, whatever that is. I'm sure it's the chip thing that we need and the Chinese have killed us on. Some of the rhino senators, Murkowski, Romney, Tillis, you can always name them, right? Want a blanket amnesty for illegal alien children, the DACA people. Blanket amnesty, which of course is so dangerous. Stephen Miller will be along to tell us why. Lindsey Graham will discuss Biden's border policies and what failures they are. Molly Hemingway will weigh in on why the Republicans need drastic change at the top. And that this loss last night in Georgia was just a continuation of the inabilities of people like Ronna McDaniel, who leads the Republican National Committee. She needs to be ousted by lunchtime today. And how the effort in Georgia wasn't there to support Herschel Walker. Why? He was a Trump candidate. Republicans are so split they don't even deserve our support. They really don't. The Democrats don't either. It just shows you how corrupt this government is in all areas. Republicans who sit and fight each other all the time. And then the Democrats who are unified in their evil. And their disgusting desire to destroy this country. Josh Hawley discovered some more documents. More documents that they've been hiding from us. I mean, you don't even know where to start anymore. This is supposedly this disinformation board that Mayorkas said never met. Never met. Holly found out otherwise. James Baker at Twitter, who was with the FBI, their lawyer, then was Twitter's lawyer. Baker was instrumental in the Russian hoax and the false dossier and the lies to the FISA court, what does he get for that? Not jail time. He gets rewarded with an even better job at Twitter. Elon Musk dumped the documents of the first batch last Friday, promising more. Over the weekend, we find out, and we find out only through the great investigative work of Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, that James Baker was blocking the release, secretly blocking the release of more documents. When that was discovered by Elon Musk, he issued a tweet. In light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today, fired yesterday. Now, how did we find out about his latest criminal behavior? Matt Taibbi tweeted out, The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and me by way of a lawyer close to new management, new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. Now, it would be a flip of the coin if... Baker, Michael Sussman, who was indicted by Durham, 
another FBI lawyer, or Avenatti, Michael Avenatti, who was given a lengthy sentence yesterday on top of his already lengthy sentence, who is the most corrupt lawyer? Well, you'd have to add some people to that list. Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, FBI agents. I mean, it's a long list of corruption just with regard to Donald Trump and suppressing election information. These are the most despicable people in the history of our country. And they continue to get away with it. I don't know if last night's election in Georgia was rigged. I only know this. Newt Gingrich, who knows Georgia inside and out, said earlier in the evening that Georgia promised that the early voting ballots would be counted first. Now, those are predominantly Democrat voting. There's no reason why that is, except Republicans, I guess, won't go vote early. But those were going to be counted first. So after the first batch of votes were counted, let's say up to 70% even, you would expect Warnock to have the lead. And then the election day ballots would be counted. And that's when Republicans show up and Herschel Walker would overtake him. That was Newt Gingrich's position or, and, his, and his prediction. And it happened. It played out that way. At the 70 to 75% mark, Herschel Walker was ahead. But then all of a sudden he wasn't. Are you trying to convince me that the election day votes went Warnock's way? They didn't. At 1.63% of the election day votes went to Herschel Walker. I don't know what it ended up. But any time an election is that close you can and the Democrats win, you can almost count on them rigging it. Almost without fail. Every time I hear this kind of stuff, well, the early votes are supposed to be counted first. Yeah, as soon as I hear a qualifier, supposed to be, I know the jig is up. And it's never going to stop until Republicans get serious about stopping it. We now have evidence that McConnell and his group of criminals withheld support, financial support to Herschel Walker until the last three days. What does that do? The early voting's already done. The constant bickering and infighting among Republicans is really getting old. It's really getting old. They are complicit in destroying the country right along with the Democrats. If they don't stop the childish behavior. There are egomaniacs in the Republican Party everywhere. On both sides. On both sides of the Republican Party. On the establishment side and on the sane side. As I've said many times, I'm not a McCarthy fan, but get him installed as the speaker and get on with it. Why can't Republicans even come to an agreement on who their speaker should be? I love Matt Gates, but he's leading a movement to block McCarthy from being speaker. To what end? Does he not realize that with all of that kind of stuff, a Democrat could actually end up being the speaker? All it takes is for all the Democrats to vote for one of theirs, which they will do, They're not like the Republicans. They don't have splinters. And then get a few rhinos to switch over. Presto. You've got a Democrat leading a Republican-majority Congress. Is that what Matt Gaetz wants? Because it's heading that way. 
Our phone lines are always open for you, uh, 636-538-0746. We're going to have some great lines. I'm going to make you laugh today because Jimmy Fallon last night on Greg Gutfeld's show on Gutfeld was spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> and so was Gutfeld, by the way. Gutfeld will be along to tell you what I've been telling you for years about the media. Maybe you pay attention to him. Chuck Grassley nails Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Warner to the wall and exposes their deep state movements in trying to suppress the Hunter Biden story. Pretty incredible. Miranda Devine will walk us through the latest developments with Twitter and the release of documents. Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, received an award from the Robert F. Kennedy Foundation last night, something I don't even know what it's called. And then Netflix is doing this documentary on the two of them where it's nothing but a bitch and wine session where Megan is crying and the poor little thing has been hurt so badly. Alan Bal- Alec Baldwin hosted this event last night. He'll tell us all about racism. Isn't it great to get lessons from people like Alec Baldwin? And Christy Noem, you'll hear from her with her budget address to the legislature in South Dakota, and it will be clear to you why she should be at the top of the list of any presidential candidates from the Republican Party and or vice presidential candidates. Without question, a cabinet member's uh, position of great importance, perhaps Secretary of State. She is the top of the top, as far as I'm concerned. I love DeSantis, too. No question. I love DeSantis. The constant effort by the Democrats and the establishment Republicans to damage Donald Trump is starting to pay off. Herschel Walker's just the latest. They're going to damage the president and wound him to the point where he can't win. And they'll blame him for the destruction of the Republican Party. Let me tell you who's responsible for the destruction of the Republican Party. It's the Republicans. Every lousy bastard that's in office. That's who's responsible for the demise of the the Republican Party. The Democrats are the most pathetic, corrupt group of people in the history of mankind. But they stay together in their corruption. The Republicans can't even figure out how to take the high road and stick together. They can't do it. It's it's impossible for them. So what took place 81 years ago today in Honolulu is happening here today. It's just a different enemy. And for the moment, it's a little quieter. But the destruction of America is ongoing. It can be ended, but it's not going to be. Our good friends at Zycan Exteriors can end any worry you might have about your roof. Now, peace of mind is something I talk about a lot, something that we covet. It takes a lot of stress off of you. Peace of mind does. And most times you're going to have to pay to find out peace of mind. You have to pay somebody something to give you a good report on something. But in this particular case, Zycan Exteriors will give you peace of mind for free about your roof. Your roof protects your greatest investment, your home. Anyone who's ever had a leaky roof, and I'm one of them, understands how devastating that can become. I was lucky we caught it early enough, but only because I called Zycan Exteriors. 
three four five six eight seven three three four five six eight seven three. If you're calling from the east side, it's six one eight eight zero six six nine one one eight zero six six nine one one. Now, what will they do? They'll come out and give you that free damage inspection. Peace of mind for free. I had my adjuster come with him. They all went up on the roof, and when they came back down, I was getting a full roof replacement with all upgraded Owens Corning shingles because they're a preferred contractor of Owens Corning. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. When they come out and give you that free damage inspection, by the way, they're not looking to drum up business. I've had friends of mine, listeners to the show, call them, have them come out, and they've told them you've got a clean bill of health. Call us if you have any other issues. Now, there are fly-by-night operators who come into your neighborhood, knock on your door and your neighbor's doors every time there's a storm. Even the rain that we're getting now might enlighten these people to come out. Don't pay attention to them unless you want a problem. You can buy a cheap problem. They'll tell you they'll give you a cheap roof. Then when it leaks and you call them to come out and fix it, they're gone. Off to the next town to rip somebody else off. Zycan Exteriors has been here since 1949. They're going nowhere. 636-345-6873. From the east side, Zycan Exteriors, 618-806-6911. All right, Biden was in Phoenix yesterday promoting and touting some plant that's being built. Something to do with nano chips. And after you listen to Biden, you start thinking, are you, you yourself, a nano chip? And we'll, we'll, we'll hear from him. Well, we'll hear from him right now. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips and the three nano. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, actually, we don't. First of all, what's a new fab? Did you hear that? They'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips. Three. What's a second fab? What's a first fab? What's a fab? Did he mean factory? Nano chips, three nano chips, nano chips. Well, you know what I'm talking. Chips, chips, nano, whatever. Chips, nano. Good morning. You're on the. Uh, Window World Kings Court, how are you today? Kevin, good morning. It's how jo- are you? It's Joey. You know, King, uh, if you look at the, the nitty-gritty of this election, you know, like these guys on uh, the uh, news channels like to say, you know, let's, let's break it down and, and look at it. Let's, 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 thing, here's, here's my favorite. Let's take a deep dive. Let's do it. Right, right. It. Yeah, let's take a deep dive and, and probably drop probably drown while we're down there you know uh but the the thing that the thing that is just insane to me about it and you know people will say well the same thing happens in you know montana or certain republican areas but i i've looked it does but not to this extent in in decob county which is essentially metro atlanta uh if you believe that these numbers are real warnock won Nine out of every ten votes. He won 90% of the vote, basically, in DeKalb County. Now, even in Republican strongholds, the best they do is maybe win about 70% of the vote. I don't think there's anywhere where Republicans are taking nine out of every ten votes. But for Democrats, it happens in Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York. I mean, you know, 90 to 10% of votes going one direction 
I mean, I guess that's possible, but it, it seems quite... If it is true, it shows how insane people living in these metroplexes really are. It, it really does. It is an indictment on them and uh, what has happened to the state of Georgia. When did you think in all of human history up until now that a state in the Deep South would elect a guy, Dang, did a, I bla- lose you? A, a black guy? No, can you hear me? Are you there, Joey? Call us back. We didn't. We, just, we can hear you fine. Are you still there, Joey? Are you there? Hello. I can hear him, but he can't hear us. I guess. Give us a call back, Joey. Um, but when did you think a state from the deep south would elect a black man who is as corrupt, who hates white people with the passion that this man hates white people? When did you ever expect you'd see that, Joey? You back? Hello, Joey. Yeah, it went quiet on me there, King. Yeah, we could hear you, but somehow you couldn't hear us. But what I was saying was, when did you ever expect a state in the Deep South to elect a black man who hates white people so passionately? It's unbelievable to me. And and nine out of ten people in Atlanta said they'd rather have a black guy that hates white people? That's a hard one to understand. It's really hard to understand. And the thing that's scary, Kevin, and you said this, you said this, you know, last week or whatever. I was just taking a look at, you know, the, the, I was taking a look at the map of the U.S. looking towards, you know, the 2024 presidential election. With these shenanigans in Georgia and Arizona, I mean, I, I can't believe we're now in a situation where Arizona and Georgia have four Democrat senators in Washington, these two states that were Republican strongholds. If the Republicans no longer can count on Arizona and Georgia to be in their column, there's no math to win the White House ever again. No, I agree, because those states will, without question, vote uh, blue and in every in every race, it's it's not just it's not just the, the Senate and it's not just the White House, but Carrie. Well, nah, we know Carrie Lake was cheated. Brian Kemp won the right. governor's chair out in Georgia, uh, but right. that that could be short lived after his four years are up because then he's out. It'll be two terms. Right. The, the thing that's crazy, King, and you mentioned this, you know how voters are just so ridiculous. There, you know, I don't know about that about the house obviously that's smaller scale but if you want to look at the senate races and the governor races in the entire country this is looking at republicans and democrats in the entire country there was only one incumbent who lost anywhere in any senate or governor race in the entire country and that one incumbent who lost was the democrat governor out there in nevada which is another bizarre world one. So he got upset by a Republican and lost the governor's chair, but Laxalt loses the Senate race. And we'd much rather have the Senate race than the governor's chair. Right, right. I mean, but but that just shows you how voters are so stupid. You know, oh, that's my guy, like you said for years. You know, and obviously Kemp, he was an incumbent, so he comes home with flying colors. But then Warnock, the Democrat incumbent, wins on the Senate. The, the, the fact that one incumbent out of all the governor and Senate races lost, that, that's just insane to me. Well, it also shows you the power of incumbency. And if you're an incumbent running and all the people in this country continue to bitch and whine and moan and cry and scream for term limits, 
And yet when it comes time to invoke term limits and force them on these people, the voters say, well, you know, my guy or gal is really good, but yours is the one that needs to be out. And that's right, what the, that's exactly. what these imbeciles in this country do. And we are, as I've said so many times, an illiterate country. We are abjectly illiterate and intellectually lazy. And that is what's destroying this country. The literacy rate and the intellectual laziness of this country is mind-boggling. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's at levels that are not even measurable. And, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the uh, uh, talking about the incumbent thing. There's somebody here who isn't being talked about at all, and his name escapes me right now. That's how irrelevant he is. Well, well, irrelevant to, to me, but he was relevant <laughs> in the sense of my point. The guy who's the real criminal in this Senate race is that guy who the, the Republican senator in Pennsylvania who was only like 50 years old and stepped down because he hated Trump. I feel like if that guy had run again, John Fetterman would have lost. I forget his name, but you know that's why that's why Oz was in there. The Republican incumbent decided to step away because you know he would oh I can't deal with politics anymore out in Pennsylvania. Yeah, well you're 100 percent right, and we we don't think that Oz actually lost that race, but your Pat Toomey is the guy you're talking about. Pat Toomey, yeah, Pat Toomey, yeah. And yeah, you're right. He Every time I heard about a Republican stepping down, I was thinking, uh-oh, that's going to be filled by a Democrat. Every time these Democrats stepped away, and there were something like 45 of them, they didn't all get replaced by a Republican. That's the amazing thing. Right, right. They all did. There were a ton of them in, in Congress, and, and and they all didn't get replaced by a Republican. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't think there were any Democrat senators that stepped away. I don't think. But, yeah, there were quite a few of them in the House. And, it, you know, some of them obviously got replaced, but not at that kind of a rate. And uh, I was going to call yesterday, Kevin, because you were talking about what the, uh, what the House needs to do. There's a huge point that needs to be made that the House has to do. That it, It's something that, that's close to my heart because, uh, as you know, my involvement with the antique market and the secondhand goods market, this insanity that Biden slipped into the American rescue plan, which of course rescued nothing, that now anybody in this country, when he says, oh, we're not taxing people who make under $400,000, if you sell something on the internet and get paid on one of these, these platforms, which people like me have to use, PayPal, Venmo, now if you make more than 600 bucks, that's it, on those platforms, the IRS is coming for you. That's, that, that's what these 87,000 new agents are for. These threshold used to be $20,000, which made sense because basically they didn't care unless you were like running a business online. But somebody that just sold something on eBay or Facebook a few times, you know, they weren't going to come after you for that. The American Rescue Plan lowered the threshold to 600 bucks. So basically anybody, you know, who sells anything on the internet or makes any kind of a pay payment transaction, they're now going to send you a tax form and come after you for that. Well, does and that, even does a that couple include Democrats who are, who are not uh, actually Cinnamon and Manchin, Cinema and Manchin said that they want this thing to go. And since it's a budgetary thing, it's not filibuster related. So the Republicans need to get into the house, pass a bill to stop this and then send it to the Senate and, possibly get those two Democrats to pass it 
Now, Biden will probably veto it, but at least try to turn that around and send that back where it should be at $20,000. Yeah, and, and if he vetoes it, you use it against him in a later campaign. Uh, does that include people who are simply paying other people back for a loan or something of that nature? In other words, let's say your buddy uh, that you, you fronted 100 bucks for your buddy for something and he sends you a cash app or PayPal. Are they taxing that? Because that's not income. Did we lose Joey again? I think we did. Something's up, boy, I'll tell you that much. I don't know if it's his phone. I know he's in his car, it sounded like. But I'd sure like an answer to that, so I hope Joey calls back. That's interesting because people make those kinds of transactions all the time. And I can't believe that would be considered income. Someone sends you $500 because you you fronted something for them. You bought something for them that they couldn't otherwise get a hold of, but you had an avenue to get it. They send you the money for it, but you've already paid it. Hello? (laughs) And, And if you're paying out, if you're paying out transactions, let's say you owe somebody some money and you pay it, do you get credit for that? Is is that a tax deduction? Of course not. Of course not. So I don't, uh, Joey just sent a message to the show that uh, supposedly it does not include that for now. For now. That's the key. Those are the key words for now. For now. Amazing, isn't it? For now. Good morning, Matt. You're with us on the Window World Kings Court. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Mr. Slayton. Uh, frustrated as I'll get out every day. More and more news corruption and just, and it depends who does it. If it's the right or if you're Christian and you cross these people, they are coming after you full board. It's disgusting. And to answer your financial question, if you make a $500 or I'm sorry, no, $600 or more transaction through your bank. Yes. The, the bank will report it to the IRS and the IRS. Well, that's what Joey said, but that's a sale. In other words, no, if no, I, if I, right. no, no, they don't. He just, he just sent me a note. They do not no. tax you if you, and, and I can testify to that because I have made transactions like that and I haven't heard a peep from the IRS. And not I, yet. And, it and hasn't gone into effect yet. Next year, after the new Congress, it well, goes in effect. I'll have to see that because I don't. I don't think that's the case. Like, now we, you, we, we well, you may not get taxed, but you're going to have to answer for every trans. If right now, it's any trans financial tra- transaction at ten thousand or more gets reported from a banking industry to the IRS. It has to because of the uh, Patriot yeah, Act. Yeah, that's not six hundred dollars. We're no, talking about correct. six hundred thousand, six hundred dollar threshold. Yes, that'll get reported. If it is income, it will get taxed. You will have to explain it to the IRS if every it's income, 600 that's right. That's what we were saying, if it's income. But if I, if I front money for, for Joe Smith uh, to get something, then he sends me something on PayPal to reimburse me for it, that's not taxable. Now, if if it's a transaction through a, uh, a financial medium, the IRS is going to try and tax you on no, it. No, they're not. Not, not yeah. in, this, in the scenario that I just explained. Right. They're not going to, and, and it goes through all, all these, right. all these, all these gonna, PayPal and cash apps. They go through the banks, but those are not taxable. But, right. It'll have to be explained, but not taxable. Correct. They're trying to track every $600 transaction. 
But whether it's taxable or not, again, that's going to have to be explained, and the IRS is going to decide well, whether. If, if you if you put it under the friends and family sector on those PayPal and Cash apps, it doesn't have to be explained. It won't get marked. That's yeah. our understanding of it. So if, so if you put and there is a section on there, and uh, people instructed me right away if I sent somebody money or they sent me money, make sure it's under friends and family because otherwise they'll come after it. Well, they, actually, they yeah. won't even come after it. They'll they'll charge you a fee. They charge PayPal will take a fee out of a transaction if you don't market friends and family. Exactly, and that's uh, yeah. Because I did that the, uh, about a month or two ago. I sent someone two hundred dollars and no didn't know about that, and they charged six bucks or a couple bucks something, whatever the percentage was. I was like, well, quit doing that. Yeah, we're paying money, and every time you need help, or we send it back and forth. Well, so when, when you got Democrats involved, if it walks, oh. they'll tax it. So, Unless they're doing it, uh, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they'll do it. Just won't pay tax. I mean, it's just that simple. They'll, they'll, yeah. It'll be taxed. They just won't pay it. Correct. And, and then they won't go they, after each other. No, they'll never go after each other. The, the good news is, thank God for the House of Representatives now being under Demo- or Republican control. Those eighty-seven thousand IRS workers are gone. They're gone. So we yeah. don't have to worry about that anymore. The American, the Great American Rescue Act. Right, the great <laughs> the names of these days. Well, that's I call. It, what's the other one? The um, uh, Inflation Reduction. I call it the Inflation Reproduction Act. <laughs> yeah, that's all it's going to do is reproduce more inflation. It's insane. All right, man. I'm going to get with it. Thanks for the call. Yep, appreciate. Thank you, sir. You betcha. Uh, here's something before we go on to through the election down in Georgia. If you were watching any of that coverage last night on Fox, where they have the map, the state map with all the counties identified in all the red you saw red everywhere with the exception of atlanta basically and the whole state voted red all those counties except for those metropolitan areas now think about who who those metropolitan areas are all about those areas are just like any other urban city in america st louis chicago philadelphia detroit they're bankrupt they're crime infested they've been run by democrats for 70 years 3,300 U.S. counties, Biden won 477 in the 2020 election. Only the cities that are bankrupt are voting for Democrats. Something drastically has to change with regard to elections, and the Republicans better get with it because they're not going to get my vote anymore if they don't. Not that they care. I won't vote Democratic, of course, but I'm not I'm not going to cast a vote for somebody who's sitting on their ass and doing nothing. I'm just not going to do it. It's pretty sickening. No question about that. But that's that's where these votes come from, all these all these inner cities. Now, the other question though you'd have to ask, are there that many people in those urban areas to counteract the rural areas and every other county in the state? I think not. But somehow they win. They somehow win. Well, I mentioned Biden was in Phoenix yesterday. Now, maybe a visit to the border while you're in a border state would be called for. Maybe. Let's go back to Biden when he was running and Anderson Cooper had that infamous town hall where Biden was asked if he'd visit the border. Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. Aha, uh-huh. so Biden's too busy 
to get down to the border. But yesterday he was in Phoenix, a hop, skip, and a jump from the border. Peter Ducey wondered why you'd be in a border state and not visit the border. More important things going on. There it is for you. You got to give him credit for that. He didn't even try to lie. He doesn't care about the border. He just said it. So going over to celebrate this some factory about chips is more important in Biden's demented mind than sealing the border and all the corruption that's coming into this country because of it. It's not important to him. I mean, the answer to Cooper was, oh, I guess I should go down. What? You guess you should go down? Can you imagine a president saying that and actually getting elected? Of course not. Would never happen. Not in a million years. This Tom Tillis jackass, this Republican senator, so-called, if you can make your way through this word salad of his, you, you hear him say something to the effect that these illegals are basically engineers and IT experts. I've tried to tell anyone who thinks that uh, we just need to find more computer scientists, more data analysts, more people with advanced degrees from the U.S. population that they need to wake up and recognize if we want our economy to continue to grow, if we want to continue to uh, to build on this great economy, that we've got to look to legal immigration as a critical part of fulfilling our workforce needs and, and really uh, growing our innovation economy. <laughs> How do these people that are this stupid ever get elected? And it's because smart people want nothing to do with Washington. That's why. This guy's so damn dumb. I guess he's not aware of all the people that are staying at home playing their video games or whatever else they're doing, watching TV, collecting checks from the government. Our workforce has about 7 million people sitting at home. So we've got plenty of people to fill the workforce needs. We don't need illegal aliens coming in. But Tillis and Murkowski and Romney and that group are all voting for blanket amnesty. Stephen Miller was a senior advisor in the Trump administration, and they were, they were the policies of Stephen Miller that President Trump adopted when it came to immigration. And I wonder if Stephen Miller, did, did the Border Patrol warn Biden about what would happen? And despite warnings from Border Patrol, he said that minors are exempt from Title 42, the automatic expulsion policy. We have now seen... Almost every single month under Biden, let this sink in, almost every single month under Biden, the number of unaccompanied minors who have entered the country is higher than every single month in American history before Biden. Every month, almost without exception, is higher than any month in all of history before Biden. And in that environment, cinema and Tillis and others are saying, let us codify the idea that smuggled minors are Americans for life. It's insane. It, it is more than insane. More than insane. Never heard anything so stupid in my life. And you wonder, Stephen Miller, how can Tillis and the rest of them say that mass amnesty is the answer? 
because they support unlimited immigration into this country. They believe fundamentally as a philosophic matter that Americans aren't up to it. Americans can't cut it. The American middle class is no good. Its values are useless. Its history is useless. Its aspirations mean nothing to them. Like the dirt that you walk on the ground. So of course you need to bring in new people. And I would say that on the dreamer point specifically, it is the most insidious form of amnesty that any country could ever consider. Because the message to the world is, smuggle a child into this country and that child will be rewarded with U.S. citizenship. And what you will have, and what we're already seeing, is a wave of illegal minors being brought into this country of biblical proportions. That's exactly the message you're sending to the rest of the world. Have minor children smuggled in here and they are citizens for life under Romney, Tillis, Murkowski, and that gang. It's pretty amazing. But that's what they want. That's what they're voting for. That's the danger of a close Senate, 51-49, 50-50. You don't have any Democrats other than perhaps Manchin and Cinema, who every now and then pop off but never do anything. They always vote the same. But the, de- the Republicans always crack because we have crackheads and crackpots in there. Who thinks of putting people like Mitt Romney in office? Utah did. That's who. A once trusted Republican state. Tillis, are you kidding me? We know Murkowski, and we're still waiting to hear what happened in that election. We may wait till the 12th of never for that result. Lindsey Graham understands that only one of two things is possible when it comes to Biden and the border, and neither are very good. He understands the border is broken, that there's enough fentanyl coming across the border on his watch to kill us 10 times over. 90 people on the terrorist watch list have come here and got out into our country. That 5 million illegal immigrants have crossed since he's been president, and he doesn't care to fix it, or he's clueless about what's going on. Either way, it is an irresponsible thing for the president to say and do. It is dereliction of duty, and if he really understands what's going on at the border, and he's not going to go visit and give morale boost to the border agents who are being overrun. He's the worst president. This is going to define his presidency. This was a dumb, dangerous thing to say. So he either knows what's going on and doesn't give a damn, or he's clueless. And I think he's clueless. I don't think he has any idea what's going on at the border. He had no idea what would happen when he withdrew from Afghanistan. No, no, he has no idea about anything. And I agree with him. I think he's clueless, too. But he's also evil and he's vile. And people always fall back on this poor little shuffling, demented old Joe. He's got a a brain issue. Joe Biden is one of the most evil, corrupt, slimy, vile bastards this country's ever produced. He sickens me. Sickens me. Obama was a blatant racist. He hates white people. He hates America. And he said so. His wife said so as well. But this guy tries to play on people's tug at their heartstrings. You know, I'm Uncle Joe, a hard scrabble guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania. My dad used to tell me, Joey, you know, you work hard. A day's work is really worth something, Joey. And boy, I'm for the union people, and I'll get rid of 11,000 union jobs the first day I take office, but I'm for the unions. This guy is the most heartless, gutless son of a bitch ever elected. It's not even close. 
Not even close. He's got more important things to do than go to the border. More important. Tell that to people whose daughters have been raped and murdered by illegal aliens. Tell it to them. Tell tell them that you have more important things to do than to secure our border. Tell it to the ranchers down in southern Texas whose property gets overrun daily, who they get they get robbed by the thieves that are coming in. As, as Graham said, terrorists on the watch list are coming across our border. But he's got more important things to do. And he said so. I'm told now that I'm behind the times a little bit that Murkowski actually won that race in Alaska. Of course she did. Don't think that Republicans don't rig elections, because they do. You, there's no other way to explain Mumbles McConnell getting elected to the Senate for 700 straight years unless he's rigging the election in Kentucky. Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. These people don't get elected every single term unless they're rigging elections. We talk about the power of incumbency. The, the true power of incumbency is they have the machinery to rig the election. Speaking of crooks and rigging elections, Schumer decided he would come forward and lie some more about immigration and the value of illegal aliens in our country. Translated means they're going to vote for us. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them. Because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Listen to those people applauding. They never lost their job to a person from Mexico who will work for 10 cents. Short of workers, I just mentioned earlier, 7 million workers sitting at home. We're not short of workers. That's a lie. People aren't reproducing, he says, at the rate. Why would you reproduce in this economy? Why would you bring children into this country today? Honestly. Think twice about it. And Janet Yellen told you what to do. If you're worried about the economy, just have an abortion. What the hell? You don't need that kid. Oh, your wife got pregnant? Kill that baby off. The economy's bad. Who needs it? I started out by talking about how sick of the Republicans I am and the way they follow up these elections. Molly Hemingway is someone I respect greatly. And she believes that the establishment Republicans in the Senate were of no help to Herschel Walker. There aren't people who are working on early voting or banking ballots. There's no clear messaging. I mean, you look at what happened since the midterm elections, where you had a Senate that basically responded to those disappointing midterm losses by doing nothing other than sabotaging their own base. What is the case for voting Republican for the Senate after these midterms? I don't think one was even attempted to be made. And yeah, nothing seems to be changing. But you didn't see a lot of enthusiasm down there. Can you imagine that? This Senate seat that they claim is so important... Not a lot of enthusiasm down there. Joey, who called the show earlier, two two senators from Georgia, two senators from Arizona, now Democrats. How has that happened? That's hard to understand, isn't it? 
I mean, it's unbelievable. Very bizarre. But if we're losing Senate seats that quickly, that rapidly, in what otherwise and always have been very reliable areas of the country, only two things are possible. They're rigging those elections, and we need to figure out how to undo them. Or Republicans just have no clue as to what they're doing. And I'm not sure which is which. It's possible that both are at play. Clearly, Republicans have no idea what they're doing. And I think it's just as clear that these Democrats will rig any election anywhere, anytime. There's any question they'll do that. But it's the Republicans that are mystifying. In some of these states, they have control over the election. Georgia, for instance. How is it that you claim that the early ballots will be counted first and yet they're not? Under what sense of fair play in Arizona does the person running for governor supervise the counting of the ballots? Where was the Republican governor on that? Where was the outrage of the Republicans descending on Arizona, demanding that Katie Hobbs not take part in the election process since she's running for governor? The problem, it starts with Doug Ducey, Doug Ducey, who is the governor out there, a Trump hater. Maybe it won't take much longer for Republicans and conservatives to figure out that the Trump haters are destroying the country every bit as much as the Democrats are. All these cowardly Republicans, just cowards, the most spineless group of people I've ever come across. More spineless than the Democrats. The Democrats are insane. They're bizarre creations of human life. Republicans are just gutless. Completely and totally. Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's Christmas time, and no matter what these elections tell us, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I was uh, not at all surprised. I didn't watch the election results because uh, you knew how it was going to turn. But, um, you know, earlier you were talking about the Matt Gates thing. And I, I totally agree with you that in the current environment in the GOP, um, you know, it's fruitless. It's just going to... Uh, you know, cause divisions that will allow the, the Dems to, you know, make further gains. But I do want to applaud, uh, applaud Matt Gates, and I, because I think he's on to the real solution. If you look at the, the Dems, and as you've correctly pointed out, you know, they're always in lockstep. Uh, everybody, you know, is forced or goes along with, you know, whatever their narrative and their goal is. And, the, the GOP, the spineless GOP, always fragmented. But think about it. This all came about, uh, you know, this really crazy stuff in recent years because of this group called the Squad, which you're very familiar with. And this is really, a, you know, just a small group of radicals on the left that has dragged the whole party to the far, far left, and they're all in lockstep. 
I think I think it's time for you know someone like Matt Gates and others to take the GOP in the same direction, have a small group of you know our radicals, which are you know faithful patriots, and just drag the rest of the GOP kicking and screaming to take a uh, a hard line tit for tat. You were talking about the election. I I you know I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think at this point. Uh, you know, the, the GOP likes to say, you know, try to claim the high ground while they're getting, you know, drowned in the swamp, you know, by the <laughs> the left. I think it's time to say, all right, uh, instead of fighting against uh, early voting, we're not only going to start pushing our voters to go at early voting, but we're going to cheat. And we're going to cheat better than the Democrats. And we're going to cheat so much. And we're going to win so many elections that the Democrats will be the ones screaming for, hey, we need to just go back to Election Day results. I I, I really think I it, the more. only option is fire, fire with fire. I couldn't agree more. I've made that comment before that, hey, we need to cheat better than they do. It's a sad commentary on America that we're saying that, but it's the truth. And if we don't, uh, then you're just going to keep losing. You know, if, if, there's a, if there's a football team out there that's p- playing – uh, under the table against the rules, and you know it, and you're you're the guy that says, well, you know, we're going to play by the rules. Well, then you're going to lose, and you're going to keep losing. There's there's a way to do it and take it away from them like you just described. You you beat them at their own lousy, rotten games, and then once you make them cry uncle, then you can go back to playing by the rules again. But that's not happening. The Republicans are too gutless to ever do something like that. And in Matt Gates's case, if he took, and the five or six of patriots like him, tried to drag the Republican Party far right, far right, and into early balloting, the Republicans will fight it. They don't come along. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. Democrats, they all go along because somehow they're afraid of the squad. Why, I don't know, but they're, they're just too stupid. Insane people will do stuff like that. The Republican guys are not insane. They're just gutless. There's a big difference. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not proposing that it will happen because it never will, but I am never. certainly proposing that it should happen. And, you know, as far as if if they ever figure it out and get power back, then, you know, we're still lost because they won't use the power effectively. And I know you've made this point before, too, but I'm sorry, if you get the power, you're going to have to use the Dems tactics and you're going to have to. Uh, unconstitutionally, you know, take care of the media to straighten out the media. And you're going to have to, you know, use their tactics and start uh, packing these school boards with people that will just come back and say, hey, you know, we're we're going to persecute these perverts that are running our schools right now, and we're going to get rid of them. You know, it's almost like saying, you know, we got to declare martial law just to clean out this mess. But uh, you and I both know that this is never going to happen. It sounds kind of hopeless. And uh, you know me, I never like to leave on such a sour note. So uh, these things, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world have to happen. We're told in the Bible, you know, how bad things are going to get before the end. Uh, and in one spot, the 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 Bible says at that time when, you know, Jesus is returning, will we, will we find faith on earth? Now, the answer, of course, is yes, there'll still be a faithful remnant, but it'll be so bad, like right now, that people will say, 
man, <laughs> is will there? Are you going to find anyone faithful when Jesus comes back? Well, we will, and He is coming back. And uh, you know, the Bible also says when you see all these things happening, look to the sky for your redemption, which draws nigh. And uh, and I I will leave you with this, Kevin. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Qu- quicker than quick. Yeah. Quicker than quickie quicking steam. That's exactly right. John Wooden always said, be quick, but don't hurry. But I would say to Jesus, hurry. <laughs> please, please, Lord, please. Please, the fastest you can go. Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Bye. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I agree. Fight fire with fire. If you don't, you're never going to get power. Look, if, if you want to look at this midterms and say, and I've said we shouldn't be upset because we did win the House. But the overall projections, including mine, were there was going to be a wipeout. Now, why do we think there's going to be a wipeout? Because Biden and his gang of criminals had done everything to piss off American people. Everything. You couldn't dot any more I's or cross any more T's. That spelled disaster for the Democrats. And it wasn't a disaster. They actually increased their lead in the Senate. What does that tell you? It tells you that if the American people actually voted that way, it is a hopeless, rudderless ship and we are finished. But if not, then the only other option is they're rigging elections at every level. Every level. Go ahead and explain to me logically how Raphael Warnock is a sitting senator. Somebody explain that to me. A black man in the Deep South who hates white people. This guy is George Wallace. He's the black George Wallace. And he gets elected in the Deep South. Really? As Joey said, the caller, nine out of ten voters in urban Atlanta and the surrounding counties voted for him? Nine out of ten? I got news for you. Atlanta's not 90% black. You're telling me that white people voted for a black man who hates white people. Hates you. Has said he hates you. You should apologize for being white, he has said. And this guy gets elected in Georgia? Please. Stop it. There's not a way in the world that that happened. Having said that, it's the Republicans' fault. They jack around. They don't support Herschel Walker because he's a Trump candidate. And this election was winnable despite the cheating. That's how close it was. They did. They pulled out all their stops, 90% of the vote going to Warnock in the cities, the urban areas. Of course, we know that's not true. doesn't happen anywhere, not even in California. So I blame the Republicans. No question. And more corruption comes out of Biden and his cabinet and Mayorkas with this disinformation board that supposedly, according to Mayorkas, never met. Josh Hawley, what did you discover with these new documents you've uncovered? That there's collusion at the highest levels of government and big tech. We learned that the disinformation board was up and running as early as the first part of this year. They were meeting weekly. That's not, by the way, what Alexander Mayor or Alejandro Mayorkas said by the way, he said, that, oh, no, the board never met. Not true. They were meeting on a weekly basis. They were giving instructions to other components of the U.S. government, and they were meeting with big tech. They wanted to meet with Twitter. 
They've reached out to Facebook and liberal dark money groups. We're also in on the act, as it turns out, giving the board ideas, instructions about how to shape policy. So here's the bottom line. You've got a powerful arm of the United States government trying to tell big tech who to censor, what to do. You've got liberal dark money groups who are also pulling the strings. It's an incredible picture of collusion. Unbelievable, isn't it? And what happens? Nothing. I mean, it's good that you get all these documents, you let the American people know, but the American people are too stupid to do anything with it. Or they just don't care. This is the most apathetic citizenry I've ever seen in this country in my lifetime. And I guess to some degree I understand it. They've been hammered over the head with all the corruption for so long now, they just stop caring. People begin to care when you start attacking their pocketbooks, and that's what's happened, and yet the same results occur. That's what's mind-boggling, that these Democrats could attack your pocketbook for two years, attack parents at school board meetings for two years, and yet there wasn't a red onslaught in the midterms? How does the government get away with this, Josh Hawley? They're doing it by coercing private companies to do it. The Supreme Court has been clear on this. The Supreme Court has said the U.S. government cannot go to private actors and coerce them to do things that the government couldn't do on its own under the Constitution. But that is exactly what the Biden administration has been doing. They've been pressuring private companies and really colluding with them to censor domestic speech, to censor American citizens' political speech on everything from COVID to mask mandates to CRT to the war in Ukraine. All of it, Biden has been trying to control through the government. That should scare everybody. But it won't, and it doesn't. You tell that to liberals, they'll think you're just making it up. That's the amazing thing about liberals. You can bring the facts to them, all the evidence to them. Well, you're just making that up. (laughs) As I said, they're insane. Republicans aren't insane. They're just divided. They're splintered like never before. Now, we do have some insane people in them, in our side of the government, that's for sure. Miranda Devine has been the top reporter on the Hunter Biden laptop story. And now yesterday we hear that James Baker, the corrupt lawyer from the FBI, who got booted from the FBI because of his Russia collusion hoax that he orchestrated, including lying to a FISA court, and then ends up with a plum job at Twitter as their chief counsel, Elon Musk takes over and didn't fire him the first day. That's Elon's first mistake, unless he was setting him up, which Elon Musk is pretty smart. So it's quite possible he was setting him up, knowing that he would try to hide documents. And that's exactly what happened. And Baker has now been fired. And Miranda Devine, walk us through what happened yesterday with that firing. So the FBI, we knew, had pre-bunked to the social media uh, platforms our story. Before it came out, they told them to expect a uh, pile of Russian disinformation and Twitter was told by the FBI, we know from Yoel Roth, to expect that it uh, would be in October and would probably refer to Hunter Biden. So we knew that there had to be something about that at Twitter and yet there wasn't in the Twitter files and it was pretty obvious 
who was suppressing that information, who was the person with the biggest motive. It was Twitter's top lawyer, James Baker, who, as you just said, had been the top lawyer at the FBI, the quarterback of the uh, FBI-Russia collusion uh, right. scandal. Um, and he had had to leave the FBI because of that. And lo and behold, he shows up at Twitter five months before the 2020 election. And lo and behold, one little element did come out in the Twitter files Friday night. It was this one email uh, that had the date and time removed from it, very peculiarly. But it was from James Baker and it was uh, weighing in on the decision on the morning of October 14, 2020, a few hours after our story uh, came out. Um, and there was James Baker weighing in on the side of censorship. No surprise. No surprise at all. And yet, you'll not hear anything from the Democrats on any of this. They're, they're mum. They're media people. Hate, they, they've pointed all their hatred toward Elon Musk. Imagine this group of people that claims Republicans are hateful. The most hateful people that God's ever created are de- Democrats. They hate everything. They hate everybody. They hate themselves. I would, too, if I were one of them. I would detest myself. I mean, Janelle King is a black female who has a a podcast, and she has a great idea, I think, as to why Elon Musk is slowly releasing these documents. I think it makes sense. Let's hear her out. The reason why I think it's interesting that, you know, Elon Musk is leaking this information slowly it's because it's kind of it's keeping the it's particularly the left media but also those who are part of this um on their on their heels they don't know what's going to come out next how involved how deep so they don't know what to say in the as long as they stay quiet it, it, it begins to show exactly how deep this runs yes it does and that's brilliant if that's the case they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So they just they hate him. Oh, Elon Musk, he, he is this, he is that. He's We hate him. Nobody knows why, but they hate him. Janelle King also makes a great point. Where's the outrage from Democrats? We all now have facts. This isn't anyone's opinion of what happened with Twitter about suppressing the Hunter Biden story, censoring conservative thought. It's all there. It's all there in the documents, the emails that were released, the tweets, which are virtual emails, it's all right there. And yet not one, not one Democrat has voiced outrage over this. Not one Democrat has stood up and said, you know what, I don't care what party I'm with, censorship in this country of free speech is abhorrent. And whoever's responsible should be held accountable in the courts and sent to jail. But they don't say that. Not one. You'd think one Democrat has some honor, but they don't. Not one of them has integrity. Not one of them has character. Honor is like a joke to them. It's a profane word to them. They don't have any honor. They don't care. They don't have to care. They know the media backs them up and carries their water for them and protects them, covers for them at every turn. They don't have the basic principles that you know some of their parents raised them with. They didn't all have rotten parents. They were all taught, or not all of them, but there were parents who taught them fair play, have character and integrity, call out cheating. But they don't. 
they don't even have to call it out. It's been called out for them. They can simply react to it and say, enough's enough, this has to stop. Now, you would think they would come to the conclusion that someday the script is going to flip. But they proper, uh, properly believe that it never will. I don't think it will either. In a rational world, it would, but not in this world. They're not worried about the Republicans ever gaining power again. Once they got power, they put their stamp on it. They've got a, they had a plan in place. We will rig every election we have to rig in order to remain in power. Somehow we let that House get away. That'll never happen again. We just had too many people quit. They won't have people quitting again. Ever. This is a doomed country unless there's a drastic, miraculous change. Doomed. (laughs) And I mean beyond doomed. You think it looks gloomy outside right now? That's your country. The weather here in St. Louis, as you look out your window, foggy, rainy, that's the United States of America now. Amazing. Did you ever think it would come to this? I never did. Never. Never, ever, 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 ever. And now they're coming after your kids. If you don't know that yet, listen to these people, Biden, Levine, and Karine Jean-Pierre, telling you that your kids will be targeted on this gender issue in school, which means five-year-olds. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. Transgender youth uh, should be uh, allowed to to be uh, to be able uh, to go to school freely, to be able to express themselves freely. Who? What school has ever told a transgender or a gay person that you can't express yourself freely? What school has ever done that? In fact, schools bend over backwards not to do it. They're afraid they'll get sued. So they create these lies and act as though they're facts. And people go, oh, my God, you mean schools are doing that to kids? Of course they're not. But that's how they try to gin up support for their insanity. Gender affirming. There isn't one five-year-old kid out there, one 10-year-old, probably one teenager, who sits there and goes, am I a girl? You know anybody who's ever had that question? Anybody's kid come home and say, gosh, I just don't know if I'm a girl or a guy. And if they did come home and ask that, it's because they were told that at school. But no child ever sits there and wonders, golly, you know, am I a guy? I mean, give it a rest. And, of course, when it comes to gender-affirming care or whatever the hell they're talking about, that always takes a back seat to their number one cause, and that's racism. And Alec Baldwin, of all people, the erstwhile killer of a director on a film set, was the one who hosted that award deal last night for Harry and Meghan, 
And Alec Baldwin doesn't know a lot, he says, but he knows racism. I don't know enough genuinely about accusations of racism within the family to comment about that. I really don't. I'm 64 years old, and in my lifetime, what I've learned is racism is everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Racism is everywhere. Well, I'm in my house, and there's no racism here, so it's not everywhere. I think most people listening would say there's no racism in their house, so it's not everywhere. In fact, it's almost nowhere. As I've always said, there's tiny little pockets of racist people. Of course there are. There always will be, by the way. That will never end, never change. There are racist black people. There are racist Chinese people. There are racist American white people. There are racist people in every single category. But not very many. So this racism bullcrap will never end because they get mileage out of it. The sad part for me is that the black community continues to squalor in the stupidity that these people care about you. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard anybody fall for. Any black person who thinks Democrats care about you, you're stupid. And you need to wake the ass F up. Because they are digging you with a knife in your back every day you live. And they don't care. They don't care. They want your vote and nothing else. And if you don't vote for them, you ain't black. Is that not the greatest insult to a black person? If you're a black man, black woman, and that's, and somebody says that to you, can you be insulted any more than that? You're told you're not black if you don't vote for them. That would anger, it seems to me, would anger even the most liberal black person. It would sure anger me. If somebody said to me, if you don't vote for Donald Trump, you ain't white, I'd say, why don't you go F yourself? Chuck Grassley, the senator from Iowa, and Ron Johnson have been working together on the corruption of these people and the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they noticed a letter, a strange letter that had found its way to the FBI Signed off on by Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Mark Warner. And here's what they did. Here's what they said in this letter to the FBI trying to further suppress information. On July 13th, 2020, then Minority Leader Schumer, Senator Warner, Speaker Pelosi, Representative Schiff, sent a letter with a classified uh, attachment to the FBI to express a purported belief that Congress was the subject of a foreign disinformation campaign. The classified attachment to that letter included unclassified elements that attempted but failed to tie our work to Derek Karsh efforts. Those unclassified elements were then, you know what, in this town, leaked to the press to support a false campaign accusing us two senators of using Russian disinformation. It never ends with these people. It literally never ends. It's stunning 
but it never ends. I don't know if you saw yesterday where one of their heroes, Michael Avenatti, if you recall, just a few short years ago, he was going to be the next president. He was the darling of the Democrats because he went after Donald Trump. Yesterday, or excuse me, Monday, he was sentenced to 14 additional years in prison. He's already serving a five-year sentence. Now he got 14 more years and ordered to pay almost $11 million in restitution because he embezzled millions of dollars from four of his clients, including the whore Stormy Daniels. Now, his lawyer says the sentence was overly harsh and uncalled for, and that Avenatti described it in court as being off the charts. Oh, well, we're so glad that Avenatti weighed in. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. 14 years, to me, seems short. You defraud people out of $11 million? Remember, he was convicted for attempting to extort millions of dollars from Nike and stole almost three hundred grand on a book advance from Stormy. The book never materialized. <laughs> Remember, these were the media people who are so dangerous to this country who fell for Michael Avenatti's bullshit. You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. To me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are oh. all places at all times. Yeah. He's out there saving the look, country. It, look, I think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You know that last comment by Stelter, little Humpty Dumpty, who's no longer at CNN, of course, was the most mind-boggling. So if someone's all over cable news, no matter how stupid and imbecilic they are, no matter how corrupt they are, you take them seriously as a presidential candidate. <laughs> so if Charles Manson were alive today and went around and, do, and did a string of interviews on cable news, according to Brian Stelter's comment, he would take him seriously as a presidential candidate because of his presence on cable news. Anna Navarro called Avenatti the Holy Spirit. People like her are dangerous to America. She's illiterate, she's stupid, but dumb people who listen to her because of the position she's in believe her bullcrap. She's deranged. And yet, you heard those people when she said, you're the Holy Spirit. They laughed. Good-spirited laugh, like, yeah, he is. <laughs> Joy Behor said he was saving the country. I heard her say that. Saving the country. He's the Holy Spirit. Only Jimmy Fela, who's funny as hell, can take apart Pocahontas and Michael Avenatti in the same line last night on Gutfeld. Growing up in the backyard, we loved to play this game called Cowboys and Elizabeth Warrens. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> Nice. 
When in doubt, red meat it out. Exactly. You know stick, stick with me. Okay, because there's a couple of things here. Okay. Okay, the fact that he was being touted by Stelter is my favorite thing in the world as a presidential contender. Yes. That That's how boundless their desperation was to stop Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. History will show he never wrote in the presidential limo, but he did make the license plate. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, these, it, these jokes write themselves. These liberals are so pathetically Ill illiterate and stupid and corrupt. It's easy. I mentioned earlier the splintering of the Republican Party. Matt Gates as, is leading a group of five or six congressmen or women who don't want Kevin McCarthy, who think they can block him from becoming the speaker, and who are going to try to do it. And I, I just don't uh, see the, the point of this. Matt Gates's contention is that Kevin McCarthy lacks leadership. Kevin McCarthy has failed the test of leadership time and again. I remember at the beginning of this Congress when I said it was untenable for Liz Cheney to be the conference chair. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy stood up and backed Liz Cheney and only came to the conclusion I was at many months later. I remember after January 6th when we needed to expose the lies and false narrative of the media and the left. Kevin McCarthy was circulating a censure motion against Donald Trump and saying on a sniveling phone call that Trump ought to resign. And then I remember when I verbally criticized Liz Cheney, Kevin McCarthy said that I was gaslighting violence. Even the last time we were in the majority, Kevin McCarthy was the majority leader. And when Jim Jordan and Ron DeSantis and Mark Meadows and I wanted subpoena power to expose the corrupt activities of the deep state, Kevin McCarthy sat silent as Paul Ryan blocked every subpoena request that we submitted. Paul Ryan has backed Kevin McCarthy. A lot of the establishment figures that I think took our party in the wrong direction seem to be enthusiastic about his speakership. But I'll tell you this, we have the votes to block him. And I think we ought to get to the business of picking someone that represents the conservative center of our caucus. Someone who will diffuse power from the speakership, empower the members, and get us to the fighting force that our country deserves. I agree with every word he says, but I don't know if it's a good way to go. Everything he says is accurate. I've always said that I think McCarthy's a sleazeball. And then when you hear that he was circulating a petition to censure Donald Trump, that's even better. Never had heard that before. But he's been effective in other areas. And my point is, we're coming up on a two-year window. That's all you're going to have power for. They may renew it, but it's only guaranteed for two years. So you better get to the business of helping the country, helping people propose ideas that get rid of inflation, even though they will always be vetoed by Biden, if indeed they actually went through the Senate, which they won't, but propose the ideas so that you can go on record. Here's what we planned. Here's what we tried to do. Here's how they blocked us. Investigate the corruption. Call out the criminals. Send criminal referrals to the Justice Department, which will go on unacted on until we get a Republican in there. But do that business and get it going. Any kind of this infighting will do damage to that. Newt Gingrich thinks McCarthy has earned it. With McCarthy's leadership, the House Republicans gained in 20 and they gained in 22, while the Senate Demo Republicans have been losing for three straight elections. So McCarthy has earned being Speaker. He went out and campaigned. These guys didn't go out and campaign. 
He raised the money. They didn't raise the money. He created the commitment to America. They didn't. Uh, and these five or six guys who are out here being, uh, frankly, throwing a temper tantrum really need to stop and ask themselves, you really want the Democrats with Fred Upton running the House? And I like Fred. He's a good friend. But, but he clearly is not somebody that any of these five or six hard right uh, members would be comfortable with. And I think they need to understand they're playing with fire here. This is very dangerous. Kevin McCarthy has earned it. The point is a good one. Do you really want to be so embarrassed that you have a Democrat running the House of Representatives when you have the majority? I don't think you do. So just put some of the pettiness behind us. Let's get the issues accomplished and then, then get rid of McCarthy. But for now, he's saying and doing all the right things. I don't like his treasonous behavior toward Donald Trump. I don't like his spineless hypocrisy when it comes to Donald Trump. And the idea that Republicans wanted subpoenas to get behind the January 6th. And, of course, Paul Ryan would block every one of them. Paul Ryan's one of the most corrupt politicians that ever lived. And he is no way not even resembling a Republican. Matt Gates is right every step of the way, and so is Newt Gingrich. You can both be right. There's a happy medium where you can take action against McCarthy later, but not now. If you do it now, it looks to the entire country like the Republicans can't get their act together. They're a bunch of fools. Why did we even vote for them? This is a two-year window. Act on it. There's a Netflix special coming up about Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan, Meghan Markle. And apparently in a lot of it, she's crying and she's oppressed and she's this and she's that. And that little candy-ass pussy Harry goes right along with it. And Pierce Morgan has been following all things royal. Of course, he's from the United Kingdom. And he doesn't like Harry and he detests Meghan Markle. And he is fed up with both of them and the way they've treated the royal family completely they're using everything they can to cynically manipulate a narrative that they are these two downtrodden oppressed people utter victims when in fact what they did was they quit royal duty quit britain have gone to california live in a big mansion and spend their entire time trashing the royal family and the monarchy which is a very institution where their their titles come from that they ruthlessly exploit for hundreds of millions of dollars carpe diem pierce morgan He's right, and yet the media falls in love with him. Now, it's no surprise that Netflix would do something positive to them and and try to cry how oppressed they are because that's the oppressor network, Netflix. And the oppressor network has a financial ownership to the Obamas. So anything that Netflix puts out, I pay no attention to. I had Netflix. I got rid of it. The moment I found out Obama had an investment in it, that was it for me. And this, apparently, this uh, special that they're airing is exactly what I thought it would be. I want nothing to do with it. What I want something to do with is Christy Noem. I want her to run for national office. I want her to either be running for the presidency or running as a vice president or being chosen as a top-level cabinet member. She spoke in front of the South Dakota legislature about the budget of South Dakota yesterday. Here are the things she said, and she took aim directly at Biden. 
In South Dakota, our state motto is under God, the people rule. And those aren't just words that we say. We believe them. We take action on them. And we must for the future security of our great state. Frankly, the irresponsibility of the federal government demands it. No nation in history has ever survived the tax burden and the spending spree that this White House is proposing. They haven't balanced the federal budget in decades. Congress continues to raise the debt limit with no plan for spending, and leaders in Washington, D.C. print money only to turn it into debt and go into debt with foreign entities that are our enemies. Then they declare that they must reach into the pockets of everyday Americans and grab more of their earnings to keep us safe, ensure law and order, and to subsidize programs designed to enslave families to government. We have seen the incredible power grab of these leaders the past few years. They have used unconstitutional actions and the enticement of more money to take unprecedented action, to make people more dependent, to make people weak and apathetic. It is irresponsible and it is wrong. And people are apathetic and people are weak. They've succeeded. And people like Christy Noam are going to start dwindling. There are going to be less and less of them. And as I've often said, our gravest danger is the media. And the media continues to proliferate all of these lies and all of this, not misinformation, all of these lies. Julian Assange, a couple of my heroes are Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Both, of course, are fugitives from the United States. Because both told the truth. Both exposed corruption. And Assange has his own view of the media in this country. I mean, it really is my my opinion that the media in general are so bad, um, we would have to question whether the world wouldn't be better off without them altogether. Um, there's some very, very fine journalists, um, and we work with many of them and some fine media organizations, but the vast majority are awful and are so distortive to how the world actually is, um, that the result is we see um, wars and we see corrupt governments continue on. One of the hopeful things that I've discovered is that nearly every war that has started in the past 50 years has been a result of media lies. The media could have stopped it if they had searched deep enough, if they hadn't um, reprinted government propaganda, they could have stopped it. Reprinted government propaganda. That's exactly what Joseph Goebbels did in Germany. That's exactly what today's media does in the United States. When I say carry the water for the Democrats, they're reprinting and rebroadcasting the propaganda, the lies, the corruption that the Democrats feed them. They're too lazy to even look into it, if they even care, which is doubtful. They, they get handed a pack of lies. They put them on the air, put them in newspapers. They don't check them. They don't care whether they're accurate or not. They just do it. It's the most despicable industry in the country. Whores are respected more than people in media, and they should be. Media people are whores in their own right. Greg Gutfeld last night was spectacular in his assessment of the media, things that we've told you for years on this show. 
Tell our listeners what they already know deep down inside, Gutfeld. I'm going to tell you what you already know. Whatever the mainstream media backs, run screaming from it like you just saw Anna Navarro in a three-way mirror. <laughs> and whatever they tell you, you know it isn't true. Take it with a grain of salt, like when I promised my interns a bonus. It's on them for believing me. And the next time the mainstream media tries to sell you something, like a charismatic lawyer fighting for the underdog, keep walking. Because unlike you, their memories are shorter than our president's. They think you're stupid and lazy. And boy, if that's not the pot calling the kettle a person of color. <laughs> it's no wonder no one trusts them anymore. And that's why this Christmas, so many of them are getting a severance package along with a lump of coal. Carpe diem, carpe diem to Greg Gutfeld. Yeah, a lot of them are getting severance papers for Christmas. Most of that's coming at CNN where the CEO there has now been forced to hire extra security because of all the firings. His name is Chris Licht, Licht, L-I-C-H-T. I don't know how to pronounce that. But he's been forced to hire extra security because of the wave of layoffs that he's authored over at CNN. <laughs> so some CNN sources who passed by Licht on Thursday noticed the presence of multiple security guards standing outside of the conference room and at least one walking around with him as he moved about the floor. He had written, apparently in a memo to the staff, that at the highest level the goal is to direct our resources to best serve and grow audiences for our core news programming and products. To achieve these goals, we will be reducing open job positions, reimagining our workflows and aligning our staffing, investments, and focus around three key strategic priorities, programming, news gathering, and digital. All decisions designed to strengthen the core of our business. All these layoffs come after he had conducted a months-long review at CNN and came to the same conclusion that any rational person would come to, and that is the CNN is hopelessly corrupt. Our research assistant wants to know if perhaps on this Netflix uh, special, Harry and Meghan will be demanding reparations. And why wouldn't they? I mean, after all, Meghan Markle is mulatto. Why wouldn't she demand reparations? You know, we've talked a lot on this show about police officers, how much we respect them, and how much the police officers need to root out the rotten apples among them. We're honest about it. There are some policemen who abuse their power. There are others who are hopelessly lied about who are chastised for no reason, who feel like everything they do and risking their life every day is for naught. And that's because of the media and the liberals in this country, political hacks, who apparently go after police while employing police as their own private security machine. Amazing, isn't it? And any time you think of police at this time of year, for instance, at Christmas, and think of police men and women who are out guarding society to make you have a happy and merry Christmas. Thank one of them. I don't know if you saw Chief James Fry. He's the chief of the Moscow-Idaho Police Department. He's in charge of investigating the brutal murders of four college kids. Three girls and a man. Here's what Colonel Fry had to say 
while choking back tears. I'm a dad um, with daughters, and um, that's tough. You know, you don't, you don't, we're human. We don't, we don't go to these and uh, just turn it off. Um, it affects us. Um, but uh, we have a job to do, and we're going to continue to do that job. We're going to continue to push forward. Carpe diem to Chief Fry. Imagine, he's a dad with daughters. He had to go see this crime scene. You don't think he wants to catch that rotten son of a bitch? He will catch him. It's just a matter of when. But think about that the next time you see a police officer, that that's what they are faced with all the time. We forget about how that affects people. First responders like firemen who respond to a, a tragedy, car accident, for instance. See people dismembered, plane crashes. Somebody has to respond to those. What do you think they see? And they have to take that home and live with it. That poor guy, I pray for him. We'll take a break. This is the Window World King's Court. We're coming right back.
Welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this rainy Wednesday morning, Pearl Harbor Day. If you see a service member, please thank them for their service today. And remember the folks and the families whose loved ones died on Pearl Harbor 81 years ago today. Amazing, isn't it? 81 years ago today, a lifetime ago. Don't forget also that it's open enrollment right now with your health insurance. Started out in November and it goes until January 15th. Good time to call Jordan Krugman, our health insurance guy, thehealthinsuranceguy.net. You can call him at 314-602-4055, 602-4055. Explore all the options that you might not even be aware of. Jordan will have them for you. He's a broker, by the way. He doesn't represent just one insurance company. And he never charges you any broker fees. He'll design a health insurance plan specifically for your needs according to your budget. Can't get any better than that. You might think you have a great insurance plan, and maybe you do. But why not get that elusive thing I call peace of mind? Call Jordan Krugman. Find out if you have the best health insurance plan. If you don't, he can provide it for you. If you do, he'll congratulate you. And it doesn't matter if it's an individual, a family, small business. He can help anybody. He has saved huge deductibles, been able to get deductibles waived for people who, like a mother who took her son to the emergency room, soccer player got hurt, waived a $1,000 deductible. Lady who had cancer, prior to her getting diagnosed, he had set up a plan for her. And sure enough, when the rainy day came, she had a great health insurance plan designed specifically for her and what could happen in the future and she didn't have to pay anything out of pocket for her chemo treatments. Every cancer treatment was covered. He has cancer plans, accident plans, a whole bunch of specialty plans, dental, vision, life, major medical. Jordan Krugman is the guy, folks. That's why it's thehealthinsuranceguy.net. He's my health insurance guy, my family, my friends, listeners. 314-602-4055. The Slayton Guarantee, and that includes Medicare, by the way. The Slayton Guarantee rides with Jordan Krugman. Well, our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. That was pretty touching, wasn't it, that police chief from Moscow, Idaho? was for me. It was a good time for me to go to a break. But when you think about that, and that's what I thought of the first well, my first thought when I was listening to him is, imagine walking into that house and seeing what they saw. I mean, the blood was so bad that it was seeping through the siding of the house to the outside. I've never heard of that. And those guys have to take that home with them. You don't erase that vision. It's impossible. And as I mentioned, the firefighters who report and respond to these car accidents and plane crashes and any tragedies. 
What do you think they see? I don't know that I could do it. In fact, I'm pretty sure I could not. I could not walk into that house in Moscow, Idaho, see those four kids chopped up like a piece of meat and live with myself. And if I were the police officer that discovered who this SOB is, I would kill him with my own bare hands or die trying. So I couldn't be a cop. If I had to stand in Ferguson as a police officer and have them come right into my face and spit at me, those peaceful protesters, you know, I would have choked them to death. It wouldn't have ended well for me. Kevin is up. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm good today, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great. It's Christmas, as I always say. It's Christmas. I remind myself of that every time I think of a politician. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you a meme that says, uh, um, I'm going to forget it now about politicians getting elected. I, I can't remember it now, darn it. <laughs> but um, because uh, it, it's just the stupidity of what's going on out there is crazy. It's just insane. But all we can do is put our faith in God. And at this Christmas time, celebrate, uh, you know, the birth of Christ. And, uh, and, and then, like uh, your caller said earlier, you know, ask Jesus to come help us as soon as possible. <laughs> He's got to be quick. <laughs> that, I know yeah. that, I know that they, you know, as a Christian, you always believe God acts on his timetable, not ours, and his is perfect. Well, I'm here to yeah. dispute it right now. It, it's, if you're not hurrying, it's not perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, a couple quick things I'll fire off, and then one thing I really want to get your opinion on okay first off uh you gotta I, i've noticed uh the talking points now uh, that trump wants to uh, eliminate the constitution of the united states um but the truth is all he said was in my opinion is if the constitution is violated by election stealing then you have to go back and look at it and see what needs to be uh remedied because of the cheating and then usurping the constitutional laws on voting and elections. But see, they're going to use that as a talking point now. And then Trump's company lost that court case yesterday or two days ago on the uh, some of his executives uh, avoiding some taxation on some perks. You know, they're going to use that against him now. But, um, I, you know, it's just Trump can't get out of his own way, unfortunately, in my opinion. But still love the guy. I think he's a good answer. But it's just it's constant attacks. Well, um, it's never going to end. Uh, Alina Alina Haba told him, as I, I repeat it all the time, if you want it to stop, don't run for office because it won't stop as long as he's running and he's a candidate. And they and they're lies. They're not just attacks. They're lies. Uh, the ruling against Weisberger, who was a, an executive at the Trump Corporation, who had admitted that he's the one responsible for his taxes and his accounting firm. Uh, that Donald Trump and any of the Trump organization had nothing to do with it, and yet mm-hmm. they still act as though Donald Trump had something to do with it. It doesn't matter what you say to these people, and and they will run with it because they're the media and they destroy people's lives. That's what the media does today. They destroy people's lives, and yep. they will continue yep. to do it. And you're right. Trump didn't say anything about, oh, we should rip up the Constitution. That's what they want you to think. But then he has problems like Mitch McConnell, who actually seconded that notion. Mm-hmm. And, and what I exactly. would say about the Constitution is this. If we don't address the freedom of the press in the First Amendment and and either take it away from them because they have to earn it, our citizen being a citizen here grants us freedom of speech. Being a media member here should not grant us freedom from lawsuits. We must change. If we don't change the Constitution and amend it, then we must change the law. And the standard being 
when it's libel or slander that if you're a public figure, you have to prove absence of malice. Well, go ahead and try that. Good luck with it. You'll never be able to prove it. That should be dropped as a standard. You should simply be able to sue them on the basis of a libel or slanderous comment and win damages and big damages so that they're deterred from ever doing it again. Yep. Well, did you see uh, Nick Sandman and um, Kyle Rittenhouse is asking Musk to open up the doors on what was censored about them? Sure. I see big lawsuits coming there from those guys. Sure. Why shouldn't they? Yep. Yep. And speaking of Musk, did you see that some janitors went on strike against him at Twitter headquarters, so he fired them? Good for him. That's what you do. Hey, <laughs> go take your mop and your and your broom somewhere else, you loser. Not yeah, the janitors are you know, losers. Course, I didn't mean you know, that. I meant these people are losers. And of course, they're saying now he's against unions, you know, because he he did of course, that. Of so. course, he's he's against something. He's against something every day. He's he's getting the Donald Trump treatment. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Imagine if he ran for office. <laughs> well, that's what the media is telling you. If you're going to go ahead and fight us on our liberal ways, this is what we're going to do to you. And I think Musk is smarter than most people even give him credit for because he's pretty smart. But I think this deal with uh, James Baker, the attorney, I think he set him up. Um, I do, too. I think he did it on purpose. He knows he wanted to get rid of him. He knew he had to find a reason to get rid of him. Otherwise, they would come after him on that one, even heavier. So he set him up. I, I think it was classic. Well, he knew that the low life would take the bait, and sure enough, he did. Yep. Uh, another thing, Kevin, um, Kirk Cameron, you know who he is, right? Christian yep. uh, guy. And um, he, he's written a, a book on, on, uh, on you know, family and morals and things. And his publicist has contacted 50 public libraries across the country asking for them to let Kirk come in and do story hour at their library. All 50 of them have denied him and said it didn't meet the criteria for storybook hour at their library. 50 big libraries. But yet a drag queen story hour would be allowed tomorrow. Sure it would. And it probably shouldn't surprise us that they turned Kirk Cameron down. Yeah, that's the insanity of this of this world we're in. The last thing I want to touch on, it's sports-related and near and dear to your heart. And uh, so this year I did start watching the NFL a little bit again. I mean, I still like to watch my sports, and I tell my wife when we watch it, just pray that nothing political comes up here. You know, <laughs> just, just pray for it. Let's just watch some games, you know. You're really and, asking a lot now. Yeah, and, and you know, and I, I'm putting up with the inspired change on the back of Brady's helmet or the thing in the end zone or whatever. Okay, I'll put up with it. All right, I'm just trying to just trying to watch some sports a little bit. All right, and so did you see on Thanksgiving Day? I'm get to the get to the end of my uh, what I'm trying to get at here. But did you see on Thanksgiving Day the Dallas football game? Uh, I'm, tell me, tell me what it was. I, I'm not sure what you're referencing. Well, it, 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 in, in the game, Dallas scored a touchdown. And three of the players hopped into the Salvation Army kettle, and the players standing outside, they acted like they were playing whack-a-mole. I was rolling on the floor laughing. I did see that, and it was funny. And I'm not a fan of end zone, you know, celebrating a lot because sometimes it's just stupid stuff they do. But that one was great. I thought it drew attention to a charity. I thought it was smart on those guys' part. I was hoping people would donate money. But I got a kick out of it. I thought it was hilarious. And, you know, and, and, and you know, you remember back in the day, you, when you spiked the football, it was a penalty. Now spiking the football is nothing, you know. And if you're so, the uh, Salvation Army, uh, that will spur contributions all over the country. Well, so here's in the infinite wisdom of the NFL and Mr. Goodell, okay? Um, 
those players have now been fined for that celebration. All of them were fined over $4,000. One of them was fined $13,000. It's not much, but they were fined for it. So <laughs> what happens this past weekend? Ezekiel Elliott jumps in the barrel and stands in there again. And I thought, good, good for him. Because in the Salvation Army, they're loving it. They have endorsed it. But, Goodell, you're an idiot. You know, you let these guys do all this other crap in the end zone, but you find these guys for jumping in the Salvation Army kettle. Yeah, the, yeah the, an entire defensive team, if they intercept the pass or recover a fumble, will run down to the end zone and act as if they're taking some sort of a picture of the whole team. And mm-hmm. that's not uh, excessive celebration, but jumping into the kettle, the Salvation Army kettle is. Roger yeah. Goodell is a batshit creep. That's what he yeah. is. He, he's, he's nothing more, nothing less. He is the, the ultimate nerd who fell into a pile of money. That's all he is. Yep. And he's so gutless. I mean, I've never seen a, a white guy bend over so far backwards that he's going to break his back to try to tell people, oh, I have nothing against black people. I love them. I mean, why, why do you need to make that statement? Shouldn't your actions tell us that? Why, why do you have to continually do this? Yeah. It, it, it's just crazy when I saw that. I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm calling out Goodell right here on your show. The money you took from these players, you better donate it to the Salvation Army. Count on that never happening. But you're exactly right. That's where it should yep. go. And yep. you should, if if you want to find somebody for something, give them the option to donate it. Tell them, okay, yep. I'm going to find you, or you can donate it to whatever charity you choose. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where well, it should go. The NFL and the NHL are both really, really playing on me right now. It's tough for me. I can't stand Batman. This thing now with 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 Goodell, they're really trying me. But it's like, please, guys, get rid of these guys and let us get back to watching sports without an issue. There isn't a commissioner you know? that's worth a damn in sports today. Yeah, it, it's just horrible. Just go the through the around. major sports. It's terrible. And I don't know if you saw it this morning. I'll end with this. Did you see Aaron Judge did agree to a contract now? Apparently, uh, but I mean, I never believe these things until they're absolutely finished. But uh, you know, God only knows, right? He's going to the, he's staying with the Yankees is what was announced this morning. Yeah. And that, that comes of course, in light of all of the reports that he was going to the Giants. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And so you never can believe what all they're, all the, you know, they're saying out there, but on the Cardinals side, I'm just praying for a catcher. <laughs> I'm praying for a shortstop, but maybe you'll give us your opinion soon on that. But uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, the Cardinals can get it right on that, and uh, we can you know get to watch them some uh, some baseball in the spring. But uh, boy, this pro sports is really really trying me right now. And Goodell, I'm calling you out. You better donate the money. Kevin, have a blessed day. Prayers for you as always. Great show as always. Thank you for uh, for getting my uh, blood pressure up every morning. I appreciate it. <laughs> we do our damnedest. And then and then after your show's over, I, I got to go take a deep breath. But, All right. Uh, God, God love you, brother. Keep at it. And uh, as we all want to say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Thank you. Take care, brother. Bye. You bet. You too. Well, as far as what the Cardinals are doing, we're going to get into that uh, on tomorrow's show with Brian Bowringer. So Bo will join us, and we'll talk about the free agency. It looks like the Cardinals are trying to zero in on a catcher by the name of Sean Murphy, who is the catcher for the Oakland A's, a guy that hit two fifty, but did have 37 doubles and 18 home runs and 66 runs batted in. So, um, I guess that, that, that I guess he's worth pursuing. Um, most of us would like to see well, uh, Contreras come here, 
from the Cubs. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Contreras, the, the Murphy is 27 years old, by the way. Contreras is 30. He's a little bit older. And last year he had 23 doubles, 22 home runs, 55 RBIs, and hit 243. So their offensive stats are about the same. I don't know enough about Murphy to know what kind of a defensive catcher he is, but we'll get that from Bo tomorrow. All right, that's going to wrap us up here. But we're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, right here on the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Don't forget, we're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Anchor. In any place that you find podcasts, you'll find us. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. So long, everyone.